When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Ziggy Marley, the Grammy-winning son of Bob Marley, performs live at Wolf Trap in Vienna, Virginia this Saturday and Sunday. He joined me to discuss his journey from Kingston, Jamaica, to form the Melody Makers with his siblings and eventually chart his own solo career. Hey, Ziggy Marley. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Yeah, yeah. Good to be with you. Um, we're talking because you're coming to uh, Wolf Trap on June 17th and 18th, and you're going to be there sharing the stage with some big names. Uh, Trombone Shorty will be there, Orleans Avenue, and the, your opening act is a little-known, you know, artist that you might have heard of, Mavis freaking Staples. Uh, reminder, I mean, it's got to be awesome to to share a stage with with such, you know, great legends and all. But you know, reminder, listeners, you know, any history you might you might have with those two, or just admiration of them in general. Well, oh, Mavis, I mean, she's a legend and an artist that I respect and love. Um, been listening to her for years. Um, so she's a, a great inspiration. Trombone Shorty, again, um, you know, just had the energy and the vibe going bring to the music. So I love both of them. You know, I love both of them. I respect both of them a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure the the admiration is mutual on their end. <laughs> um, now, uh, what songs can we expect to hear? Like, I know you don't want to give away the whole set list, but can you at least tease on, you know, maybe which albums we might hear stuff from? Or, you know, give us something. <laughs> well, right now, I mean, we do music with a purpose. So we're coming with a purpose with what we're doing here. And we have, a, we have music with a message for the people. Um... The lyrics are very important. And so we're singing about freedom. We're singing about rights. We're singing about justice. We're singing about revolution. Um, we're singing about nature. We're singing about the environment. And so these are some of the songs them that we sing about love. Love is my religion. Beach in Hawaii. A lot of my songs them is very relevant to what's going on in the world today. So we're coming to the people with really the idea of we're coming with messages for the people in the music. Um, I think it's important that while we're having a good time, we're also becoming conscious mentally and, and being inspired to take action to make the country and the world a better place, you know? So this is our purpose, why we're coming to play the music. And the songs I will be playing are songs from my records, a few songs from my father, but the message is what is the most important thing. 
And thank you. I have to say thanks because this world needs it so bad right now. So thank you for spreading that message. And yes, it is it is a, a same similar message of love and equality and humanity, uh, uh, as your dad sang about in so many legendary songs. Um, I actually spoke. Um, I spoke to your brother Stephen Marley. Uh, uh, what like uh, about a year ago? Didn't you and him? You came and did a tribute to your dad, uh, Bob Marley, at, at Wolf Trap. It was like last summer, maybe at Wolf Trap. How would how, how did that end up going? No, it was great, man. I mean, all the time when we come to Wolf Trap, um, for years, I mean, I've been coming there for years, you know, from even from we did shows here with NXS, with um, the Black Crows, ourselves. So Wolf Trap always, the people that come out there always give us a good reception. And um, it, we just, it was a great time. We had a great time as, and it's normal for us to have a great time whenever we play there. Absolutely. It's a great spot. It's like in the middle of a national park, a big yeah. wooden cathedral with acoustics. It's, it's, I love it. It's one of my favorite spots in the area. Yeah, so nice, glad, you're nice. glad you're coming. Uh, well, whenever I have, you know, a, a legend like yourself on, I always love to sort of hear your origin story too, you know, for our listeners. So like, I know you were born in what, 68 in, in Jamaica, grew up in the famous, you know, trench town, both parents yeah. were musicians, all that stuff. So you got it, honestly. Um, just memories of growing up, and then and there was also a tie to Wilmington, Delaware, sort of near, more near our area too, right? Yeah, we spent. I went to school in Wilmington, maybe a year. We didn't stay long. Um, at that time, I think my father and my mother were trying to find some work to make some money, you know, to send us to school and stuff like that. So we we lived there with our with our grandmother, my father's mother. Um, yeah, it was the first time I, I saw snow. First time I knew what Christmas was. Um, so it was a it was a very um being in Delaware was a very a very life changing experience for a young kid like me. I think I was about maybe what eight or nine or something like that, you know? Um so yeah, it was very interesting. But we never spent a lot of time there and then we came back to Jamaica. Um, yeah, and then things happened from there, you know. Yeah, so you mostly grew up in Jamaica. I mean that that is that is yeah, what your yeah. your cultural experience is. But we had to yeah. drop in the semi local tie of of Wilmington. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we introduced you to snow. We still, have, we still have family. We still have family in Wilmington. I got cousins up there, and you know some family members. So we still have a connection. That's really great. That's really great. Um, and then also, uh, I always thought it was interesting. Obviously, you know. You're born, you know, David Nesta Marley, but I always I remind our listeners how you changed your name to Ziggy. Was was it after Ziggy Stardust album, the David Bowie album? No, I didn't. I was born. My father just called me Ziggy in Jamaica. We have nicknames for everybody. Okay. So my name, my nickname was Ziggy, and it was before Ziggy Stardust or, or David Bowie thing. And I, I, David Bowie and me talked about it before he passed away too, because um, he was asking me the same question. And I told him the story and was like, oh, okay, you know, so. Yeah, <laughs> like, which I mean, which one came first? You guys were like, hey, is it chicken or the egg? <laughs> yeah. It's been, that's been, I mean, I get that question all the time. But in Jamaica, in those days, Ziggy, it was a little joint, a small joint. You know, when you, when you couldn't build a big joint, you build a Ziggy. It's like a, a smaller joint, you know. Uh, you mean a joint as in a place or you mean a joint as in like a, a weed? A weed? Weed. weed. Okay. So a little, if you're smoking a little joint, it's called a Ziggy. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. That's a that's a fun nickname to have from a young age. <laughs> um, awesome. And then, of course, uh, just moving chronologically, f painting the picture for our listeners. You know, you formed the Melody Makers there in the in the late seventies, early eighties. All of you and Stephen and all your siblings. Uh, you know, children playing in the streets was the song. Where, where you were like 
probably like 11 or something. But um, were you ready for the limelight even at a young age, just watching your dad? And I know your mom played too. So like, were you, do you think that by the time the Melanie Makers came about, you were just like, all right, I was born for this? No, not really. I mean, we just grew up in that naturally. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's felt very natural. It's not, it wasn't like something that um, we kind of like, okay, let's do it. It just it just happened because um, we grew up around it. And uh, my father wrote the first song that children played in the street. That was my father wrote that song and played on it too. Cool. Um, that was the first song we recorded as a group. And then... It was just kind of, I mean, it was just so natural to make music, you know? I mean, it wasn't, we never really think about it a lot, actually, in those days. Um, yeah, and, and we grew up in Jamaica, so the idea of the limelight, I think, is more of an, uh, a more American concept than a Jamaican thing. Uh, in Jamaica, you are who you are, whether you're famous or not, whether you're rich or you're poor, you're just who you are. Um, so we never grew up with those kind of ideas, really when we started out doing the music. It's only after a while coming to America now we, we understand there's a whole different level of fame and um, um, fans and like idols and stuff like that. But we never really, we never have that in our mind when we when we started out. Even when we had, um, when we even had success in, um, in the music in America, we were still living in Jamaica. So we were never part of the scene to get that kind of instilled in our minds, you know? So we don't think about it like that. I actually love to hear that because it, it's it's more pure that way. And you're just cranking out tunes based off of organic feelings and your environment. And, and that's yeah. how you keep making great music. You don't get caught up in the, you know, there's so many child stars here or, or even older people that just flame out because there's just so much fame and, and, and it's so much pressure here, the sort of the celebrity culture. So I kind of like that you remain removed from that. That's good. Yeah. That's good to hear. I mean, it's good and bad because sometimes I look back and I'm like, if I'd, if I'd known, if I had realized, I maybe would have taken a little bit more advantage of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalize a little bit on them Grammy nods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's all right, man. The music still is what it is, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to you UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
and I, I know, um, you know, you guys said, you know, your dad wrote that one, first one, and, and but and sadly, you know, sadly, the legendary Bob Marley passed away in, in 1981. You filled in with the Whalers a little bit too, um, but then, then the, the, you know, the, the, like we said, the Melody Makers start that first album, play the game right, gets a Grammy nomination. You guys, as a group, you win Grammys for Conscious Party and One Bright Day, and I think Fallen is Babylon, and you know, they just keep coming. So, so you said you wish you capitalized on that a little more, but. <laughs> At the same time, I mean, it still must have put you on the map a little more. Like, you know, having having those you know feathers in your cap. Do you, do you think that 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 solidified you guys at least here in the states? I don't. I mean, I guess so. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess so. I guess it's. That, I mean, it's good. It's cool and it's good and it's great <laughs> that, we, that we you know got the Grammys and stuff like that. Um, but again, we never thought about it in that way. Like, we never really because listen, we grew up. In terms of our mindset, me personally, I grew up and in those in those years was searching for spiritual enlightening, mm. and so awards and material things were not something that we were elated or, or thought of as wow. It 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 um it it solidifies or it or it it, it makes us mean more or anything like that because just that's just not where. That's just not where my mind was and where I wanted to be anyway. So we actually, I actually never really thought of those things as anything more that would make me be, that, that makes me any better, make me feel any bigger or greater. Um, you know, I, I am who I am and no awards or no adulations can make me be greater than what I am already. You know, I am who I am already. You know what I say? So I know who I am, you know? So that that is the greatest thing, you know? Absolutely. See, everybody listen to this. You know, young young folks, older folks, everybody listen to this. Just the, the key is to don't let any of that acclaim or anything define you. Just know who you are in, in it on its own. And the rest, all the rest is just details. I mean, it's cool and all, but it's just details. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to speak, speak then I, I'm, I'm digging this. So, you know, a lot of times I do these interviews and, you know, you, you check down the list of you were nominated for this, blah, 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 blah. but let's, let's do a complete, let's throw the script out the window. Cause you're more of a spiritual guy and I I'm, I'm digging what you're saying. So yeah. then spiritually then, you know, what was it like getting to go solo for Dragonfly and Love is My Religion and Family Time, all the rest, Wild and Free, like, um, was, was it was it freeing to be sort of on your own for that? Or why did the Melody Makers, why'd you move on from Melody Makers? Or just sort of take me into the spiritual yeah. mindset of that part of your soul. Yeah, well, I mean, that was a very significant time in my life. Um, moving from playing with my brothers and sisters into moving on my own, is a way of, it was scary. It, it wasn't something that I was like, like, it wasn't something that we talked about, hey, let, let's do this, or something that I was excited to do. It just kind of happened naturally where we all got older and everybody was doing some other things. Um, so it's not like we decided, right, let's not have the medicine makers anymore. There was never that decision. We just happened to, you know, we, we're, we're family, so we know each other. We see other people doing stuff and then we just, everybody just did their thing, what they were doing. And I decided to kind of move out and I left, I left the, where my family was staying and I, I came to LA for a little bit, um, worked on some music here. But in that period of time, for me, even though it was something that I didn't want, I feel like it was something that 
was necessary for my growth as a, as a man, as a person, as a human being to expose myself to, to people and places that I might not be comfortable with or in and to search for my, for my, 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 um, my, my, my life as a, as an individual outside of my comfort zone. I think I like, you know, and it, it really helped me to grow as a human being. It helped me to be, it helped me to write songs like Love is My Religion and stuff like that. Being outside of my comfort zone um, puts me in a place of growth. And so that, that's what happened during that time. It was, a, it was a strong, it was a very meaningful time in my life um, to, to be able to step out of that box and um, you know, meet new people, be in a new environment and just experience life in a different way. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I don't, tell me about uh, Fly Rasta then, at least. Um, the, the, the meaning behind that, the theme of the album, and also the opening track, you know, I Don't Want to Live on Mars. I mean, there was like the video where you're, you're, you know, your family is like, you yeah. know, not wanting to be on an unhealthy planet Earth. Just sort of take me into sort of why that's important to you and sort of ties into your overall approach to life anyway. Yeah, well, these are, I mean, Fly Rasta, I think I've been writing that song for 20 years. I, I, and I don't even think it's finished yet. I think I still have more to write on that song. Um, you know, when I started to explore my spirituality, my identity, my philosophy, the Rasta culture, which is what I grew up with, which is where what I grew up in, was a foundation for me to build on. And so... It it was important to give that foundation some love to me in, in that in that way and to um remember where I was coming from and what started my journey into my 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 awareness, you know, my, my um evolution as a human being. And that was true Rasta. I mean, everyone else check out the, you know, Ziggy Marley and Rebellion Rises and More Family Time, all the rest. Um, and if you want to hear more about, uh, you know, the legacy of your dad, Bob Marley, check out our convo with Stephen Marley in the archives. He went like rapid fire through all of your dad's hits. It was pretty incredible. <laughs> but uh, anyway, check out Ziggy Marley at Wolf Trap with Trombone Shorty and Mavis Staples on June 17th and 18th. Ziggy, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, man. Time's just a respect, bro. All right. Be well. All right, man. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.